0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number four with The Warrior and the Wolf. I am Mark. I'm Aaron. And we are The Warrior and the Wolf. Hey, uh, you know, as we were getting ready for uh, today's episode, we were talking a little bit, and Aaron brought up something really, really good. Obviously, the purpose of our podcast is to provide a safe place for men and women to show up authentically and be loved and understand uh, and know their worth. But you brought up something else uh, that I think is really important. Do you mind sharing that? No, no, no. I think... I think, it, I don't know if
1: it's a hot button topic in today's society, but I think it's good to be addressed is talk about the, the um, realm of mental health. Um, obviously I think if anybody's listened to five minutes of this thing, they know we're not professionals or licensed, <laughs> uh, in the mental health space, but both of us have been doing this kind of work and working on ourselves for upwards of five years, um, trying to do what we can to provide a space for men to be able to work on themselves to share uh, tools and share what we've done. Um,
0: well and again to iterate like we want to provide a safe place and a lot of that has to do with mental health and what's going on so yeah i love that i absolutely adore that i appreciate you bringing that for sure for thanks. sure for sure thanks as we do every show uh we are going to start by checking in and again we check in around sachet emotions sad angry scared happy excited tender um we believe that these uh, are, are the six core emotions uh, so you know I, I'm feeling tired, right? But why are you tired? Are, is there a sadness under there? Is there anger? What is there? So uh, I, I'll start. It, I'll start it off by shipping it to you, buddy. Um, sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, tender. Uh, so those emotions, and, and just a brief context with it. Tell me why.
1: Yeah. So right now I am. Gosh, I'm happy, excited, and I'm gonna throw scared in there. Um, Happy and excited. Um, you and I get to go up to the mountains next week uh, together with, with the men we talk about, do some work, help some other men. Um, so I'm super happy and excited about that to hang out, um, keep working on the hot mess that I am, um, but I love the hot mess that I am. Um, I'm scared because I, I have a really big responsibility of teaching, teaching something and uh, telling my story in a bigger way. So I am happy and excited that I get to share that with some other men, but I am scared to do so as what kind of, how I show up in that. So with all that, brother, I'm in.
0: Awesome. Um, Sad, scared, happy, excited, and tender. Sad and tender, buddy. I had a conversation with Jen last night. Bear in mind, Jennifer and I have been married 25 years now, dude. And... I had a conversation like I just assumed I knew what she wanted. I have not done very well about asking her what it is she wants. And she's not one to self-advocate very, very effectively. And so I feel very, very sad, very tender that I didn't hold space as well as I want to for her. So sad about that. Um, yeah, uh, happy and excited. I always get happy and excited for these days uh, when when we get to uh, record the podcast. I think that there's something out there for for men to get from this. Um, scared. Uh, I have a teach piece next weekend as well. Uh, excited uh, in how I'm going to show up in that um, tender for some conversations I've had. And just man, it feels like I have been stretched this week. Uh, and stuff has been pointed out about me that I don't really like and that I want to do something about. So really excited about that. Uh, scared. Sad about that as well. With that, I'm in. Welcome. Um, today, we're going to talk about one of your favorite topics. My you favorite. actually you actually brought this up, and I think I it's a, I, Dude, it just resonated with me as as we kind of went back and forth about content, and that is imposter syndrome. The
1: imposter syndrome.
0: So I'm anxious. I think I know, based on our conversations, but I'm anxious to know why you want to do uh, this episode. For me, personally,
1: um, let's say it's imposter syndrome is something near and dear to my heart. Um, You know, we're on episode four right now. I think if you go back and listen to the other episodes, especially my story, I talk about things that I've hidden and things that I've told myself that I wasn't able to do because of what has happened. And I think in today's society, for me, there's so much of that. There's so much like, well, you're not gonna be able to do that. Or, you know, as we we like to say in our little world, our inside joke, there's somebody that can do that better. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, So is there a particular instance? Um, is, is, Is there something where it just came online for you?
1: I don't know if there's a specific instance. I mean, I think you go back to the wounding and the, the, my story. If you go back and listen, like, made to feel small, made to feel not as powerful. Um, I don't want to blame, like, technology, but I think, gosh, we're in such a phase in our world where information is, like, at your finger. We carry a freaking supercomputer in our pockets where we can get any kind of information at a moment's notice on anything. So you can see who, what everybody else in the world is doing. You can see what your friends are posting, vacations, pictures, accomplishments. So right. I feel like that's why it's becoming more prevalent, at least in my opinion.
0: You know, you brought up something really, really good there. And, and it's not so much technology, it's what technology brings to us in the, the, the way of all these different platforms. Like even on this, right? The podcast, we were talking about this. And uh, my story goes out, your story goes out, the holiday episode goes out, all of the And We're so excited for all of this to happen. We're finally doing it. And you're like, um, you're getting good feedback. Yeah. Right? hmm But so somebody that I absolutely love, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk. If you haven't had a chance, go go look him up. Gary he's, V. He's ridiculously awesome. Love Gary V. Um, Gary, if you're listening, buddy, we're on episode four. You can be episode five. <laughs> um but it's exposing us. Yeah. Social media is exposing us. And like the second he said that, I'm like, he totally is. He's, he's absolutely right. It's exposing us because before I was just plugging along and I was doing better than I was the day before and I was good to go. Yeah. And then, you know, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, all these different platforms come out and I'm like, your YouTube channel is better than mine or your podcast is better than mine. Or this guy did this better than I did in my career, or anything like that. And it's like the only reason we know that is because of social media. Oh yeah, that's the only reason. One hundred percent. So it, it is interesting. You like a thousand when you said, "Hey, imposter syndrome. Here's my notes. Here's my why uh, in wanting to do this, so on and so forth," and, and it just resonated with me because I'm like, look at what this person's doing, right? oh this person sold this many homes and they're that much better than me and i wish that i could do this and i really don't want that like what and so it boiled down for me and it was so good it was clarity was i didn't want what that person wants my wants look different and am i going down the path of what i want like i my goals don't include numbers. They just don't. It doesn't matter what I sell. It doesn't matter what the bottom line is. I'm looking for something different, but here I am, right? Seeing this guy's story and I'm like, Oh, that guy's better.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it is definitely like a phenomenon. Um, and it's growing in popularity to the point where it's not a recognized medical term you know, by psychiatrists or psychologists, but they actually have put out a medical definition, which is crazy. So the definition, I'm going to read it, so I get it right. It says people with imposter syndrome struggle with accurately attributing their performance to their actual competence. I.e., they attribute success to external factors such as luck or receiving help from others, and they attribute setbacks as evidence of their professional inadequacies. Oh. This is not an officially recognized psych- uh, psychiatric disorder. But it is becoming more and more of a social
0: phenomenon. Dude, you could have stopped it inadequacy. Right? <laughs> like and, and I know that you heard me like it's just a, a punch to the gut to hear the word inadequacy because I can't tell you how many times I feel inadequate in almost every aspect, whether it be um, somebody's a better husband, somebody's a better father. Uh, somebody's uh, a better agent. Somebody could do this better. Somebody is a better leader. There's somebody who's better than me, right? And and so we got to talking. It's like, oh, my book's not as good. Somebody else, because it's not going to reach as many people. But the reality of it is, if we reach one, right? For for, for me, if we reach that one person, then I'm fine. And yet I'm stressed out because I'm not reaching as many people as Gary Vee and Gary Vee's fantastic in that he's like, Oh yeah, I'm an overnight success. Right. That worked his tail off for 40, 40 some ideas at this stage, 47 years for him. But it like putting the work in and, in and, showing up is such a big deal. But so I wrote down
1: my definition. So we call it the warrior definition is what mm-hmm. I'm going to call it of, of imposter syndrome. So again, I'm going to read it. So I get it right. Yeah. So this is the self-talk. So you're a screw up that doesn't have the ability or the skills or to do anything of value. You don't have any real talent and you don't deserve good things in life. All the things you dream of are silly and beyond your reach. There's always going to be somebody better to do it. So don't bother trying.
0: You know, and and so I see that, right. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about the fact, do you really believe that? Or is that just the message you're hearing?
1: I don't really believe it, but it feels like when I try to do something or set a big goal or set something to do something, it comes. It does come online.
0: And, and the reason I ask that is we talk about these messages that we hear all the time or these messages that we're receiving, but the reality of it is I know that that's not the truth. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. I feel it, but I think that having that awareness of, look, this is a negative message that came online. So again, back to your story. Right? Yeah. Back to your story. So trace it back. Mm-hmm. That message has been online for you for decades now. Oh, yeah. At least 30 years. Right? And so is that message ever going to go away?
1: I don't know if it'll ever go away, but I think there's ways to deal with it and to, you know, I think if you listen to some other of the other po- the episodes, and you've heard me say this before, it's talking about soundtracks. And there's an author I absolutely love. He's a podcaster, speaker, author, John Acuff, used to work for Dame, Dave Ramsey. He actually wrote a book and he does like a whole series on soundtracks. Um, you know, we t- we can call it the inner voices or whatever you want to call. It. I-, I resonated with soundtracks cause I love music. I know you do too.
0: I am. I'm a fan.
1: But so I, I listened to, I listened to that book over and over again, talk about the-, the soundtracks and the way John says it in his book is he talks about like, you can listen to Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine over and over and over again, where you know the notes, you know, the nuances, you know, what's coming next. So and our, our life and our self-talk has that same kind of thing. Like you hear this message over and over again. You know what's coming when that note hits. So for me personally, it's like if I want to do something something big, I want to step out and do something that's uncomfortable. But then I see, well, that somebody else already did that. In my mind, and we talked about like originally I said it was a stupid idea. And you said, well, your ideas aren't stupid. So we changed it to this is more of a flawed idea and flawed logic that I get in my mind that there's like this big cosmic piece of success pie. And if somebody goes out and does something I want to do, it takes a piece of that pie away. So it's less success for me. So when I was going through this and just throw some numbers out there. So we're in Colorado, right? Beautiful state. Current population in Colorado is 5.8 million people. Expand that out. Current population in the United States, 332 million.
0: It's a lot of humans. Yeah. Even
1: further, even further, go out into the world, I want to say it was something like 7 billion people, 7.3 billion.
0: There's a lot of humans out there, dude. There's
1: a lot of humans. So the flawed logic comes in is like saying like, just because somebody else does something I want to do, there's a shitload of people out there to receive messages or partake in what I want to put out into the
0: universe, if you will. Uh, Dude, the world is abundant. That's why I, like I, I look at these agents and it's like, oh he's doing this, this and this. and then I look at my production and I'm, I'm we're really not doing that bad at all, you know uh, but because I don't pay attention to the numbers, I don't realize it. but you you're dead on, dude. the world is abundant. And um, for those of you who have reached out, thank you so much um, uh, for, for listening, we appreciate it and, and and hope that you find value in what we're bringing to you. but we've hit at least one person. And I'm great. Oh, yeah. I'm great with that. That person got something from what we had to offer. And it's that, it's that right there. I think that people I have a tendency to compare myself, right? So, you know, if if we're going by notes, um, why you're not gonna do it perfectly, right? No. So no. why do it at all? Exactly. It, it, this podcast, I've had this equipment hand to God for three years. You know this. Yeah, I've had this equipment for three years but i'm like oh i don't know what to talk about i don't know what to say I, somebody's going to be able to do it better it's not going to be perfect so why do it nobody's going to listen right and i wait and i wait and i wait and i wait because it has to be perfect meanwhile this story has been bubbling up i could have been helping people 3 years ago and so there's frustration and like okay so the youtube channel right you're you're aware that our our business has a, a thriving youtube channel for which i'm grateful but the reality of it is, the first time that I had to get in front of a camera, I'm like, oh, it has to be perfect in the sound and what I say, and it has to be scripted, and yada, yada, yada. And it took us three hours. It took us three freaking hours to record a seven-minute video. Yeah. I, because I was so worried, somebody can do this better than I can, so why even try? Why do it?
1: Oh, I, I totally get that. So... And it's not just about like contributing. Like I, I love what you said about like maybe, like what have we robbed or taken away from people by not putting this stuff out there, you know, the podcast, the other stuff we're working on, but just on a bigger scope of just actually trying something and not like going after it because somebody else had. So I, I'm a big sports guy, right? Where it's NFL playoff season, big sports guy. So I'm thinking about like Kobe Bryant, right? Imagine if Kobe Bryant looked at Michael Jordan and said, well, I'm never going to accomplish what he accomplished. I'm never going to be as good as that. Somebody else has already done it, so I'm going to go do something else. But no, he was like, F it. I'm going to go be the hardest worker out there, and I'm going to go make my – and when people think about – when you say Kobe Bryant, people know who the hell you're talking about. Sure. Well, my point was just because, like, Michael Jordan was the arguably the best ever. Hmm? If you say LeBron, you're wrong. Come at me. I don't care.
0: We will give you an email at the end of the episode specifically for Aaron. Email um, you. We are Come welcome to reach out.
1: Six championships. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care.
0: We're off the rails. Anyway,
1: back on track. Yeah. With what Michael Jordan accomplished, it could have been just as easy for him to be like, I'm not gonna do it. But you you associate both of them with greatness in the same area in the same
0: arena. So I wanna get personal with you. Let's do if it. If you're willing. I am. Um I I, I know for for me um somebody can do it but just doing something can often be a struggle for me because I'm worried about doing it perfectly or I'm worried about somebody else doing it better or yada 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 um but imposter syndrome you and I have had some really frank conversations as you kind of shift careers yes right now mm-hmm. and you said something that was pretty impactful for me and that was Um, Well, I I feel like I'm supposed to be farther ahead than where I am. Okay. Why do you think that, dude? And to preface all of that, it's because I have absolutely, I'm supposed to be farther ahead. I'm supposed to be somewhere that I'm not. I'm supposed to be accomplishing things that I haven't accomplished. I I hold this standard based on what somebody else has accomplished is what I'm supposed to go out and do. So I'm just curious. Why do you think... You're supposed to be farther ahead than you are.
1: I wish I had a good answer. I, I because I, I just think, in my mind, like a mom, you know, at my age, I got two kids, a wife, and I feel like it's taken me a while to figure out exactly what I wanted to be when I grow up. Um, I think society, especially on men, tells us there's certain things that we have to be doing in order to be successful.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So for those men who are out there listening right now, what are those things?
1: Yeah. It's the provide, protect all that, all that stuff. Um, you know, you've talked about like, I'm doing, I'm doing a career shift. I've been in, I'm really happy about where things are going. Um, I'm excited about, I'm excited about it. Um, but I've also realized, you know, my wife and I've had conversations about like financial security and providing is big, is important to her, which is, which is great. Like I knew that from the beginning. Right. And I and I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. Um, but I'm also realizing and had a conversation with us, like there's a lot of other things I can do to provide. You know, cur- you know, given what COVID did and had everybody working at home. Right. Um, my wife, she's brilliant. Um, she runs her own business and she works another basically full time consulting. But we also have a three year old at home. We both work from home. Um, and in the transition, I've had some downtime but I decided like while she's busting her ass to get stuff done, my way of providing and contributing is taking care of my son mm. and making meals and cleaning the house. And I think in some traditional senses, like people were like, well, that makes you a beta or you're a beta or a cuck or whatever you want to call it because you're cleaning and you know, piss off with that. True. Like, I feel like for me providing in my house is doing that, that kind well, of stuff. But the, to answer your question, and it's like, well, I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be because society tells me I'm not supposed to be doing that. I should be out working 12 hours a day mm-hmm. making six figures. Right. I mean, there's, I don't know if you saw it. There's a social media influencer on TikTok that came out, and I think I don't want to say his name because I don't want to get in trouble. Um,
0: Appreciate that. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to have Brian deal with that one. Um, but he basically said, if as a man, if I was making less than $400,000 a year, I'd be ashamed of myself.
0: Which is interesting. Okay, so I want to share something with you. Um, The top 1% earners, the top 1% earners, 440,000. Yeah. 440,000 and above. So you mean to tell me that this freaking dude says, if you're not in the top 1% earners, you're not a real man. I would say that 99% of the men out there, statistically, are gonna tell that guy to go pound sand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous. You just told me this guy's an influencer yeah. on the social medias. Millions of followers, written several books. And so how many people are buying, how many men are buying into that absolute myth? Yeah. What do, what does income, have to do with any man's happiness now i'm not saying for that maybe it is maybe that's his jam maybe that's what he wants and i'm great with that but from from my seat to have the audacity to tell a man that you have to be in the top one percent earners in the world or you're not a real man is absolutely flawed and it's a good thing you didn't say his name yeah. We can. I mean, you're welcome to tag him, and he's welcome to be on this podcast. I will challenge him. He he is part of that imposter syndrome that is horrible for mental health. Yes. If we're a hand to God, if we look at the suicide rates, which is astronomical in regards to how it favors men as opposed to women, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's part of it. Oh, I suck. So what does it matter if I'm here or not? Well. I could. It's great for me to think that my wife would have something to say about that. She wants me around. My kids want me around. There are people. I think you want me around. So it's like, if I don't make four hundred thousand dollars, I'm just not worth it. That is absurd.
1: And you touched on it, man. It's a hot button issue for me. I mean, we talk, the mental health thing, and that, that's been a, something we've talked about today. So the absurdity of it is for somebody like me who already struggles. With the imposter syndrome, with not feeling like I'm good enough or I measure up. I've had thoughts, man. I've had thoughts. I've looked at my life insurance policy and go, you know what? I'm worth more dead than I am alive financially to my family right now. Which is completely ass backwards because you think about like the stuff that you provide on a day-to-day basis for for a family. But when... and. The society we live in and the message is you don't make 400 k you're worthless. It's like, well, cool. I got a $1.5 million life insurance policy. I don't know if that's a number off the top of my head. I'm just throwing a number out there. But that does a lot financially for a family. Dee knows the number. She knows the number. I'm sure she does. <laughs> <laughs> she may not, since that's my my area if I set those all up. but, so,
0: but All right, so let, let's go down the road. I just want to use you as an example, all right? So for the men out there right now, I don't make four hundred thousand. I don't do this. I don't do that. This guy could do it better. So on and so forth. I, I kind of want to shift some things. Sure. Don't give me this crap about a plane and show me this awesome vehicle that you drive and all like that, that can be yours. That's fine. But that imposter syndrome, I want to stop it. Right? Yeah. Yes, I have this. Yes, I have that. Yes, I have that. But that's what I want. What is it you want? So tell me, what is it you want? What does success look like? Oh man, success is—it's defined so differently
1: for me, and it's so funny because we were talking about this conversation actually yesterday with my wife, and like, what does success look like for us? It's like I don't want—I don't want the the jet, the boats, anything like that. Like we talk about maybe having a place in the mountains, either here. We love South Dakota. Having a, a place with some acreage and some horses. So she's obsessed with these mini cows. And oh,
0: dude, she can never talk to my wife.
1: I know. So for us, it's like that's what success you know looks like for us. Success for me is being a husband that shows up, a dad that shows up, that does the best I can for my boys, and does the best I can for my wife. My wife and I have talked about our standards. And like I said, that she, she wants me, let me backtrack. Based, I mean, we talk a lot about our faith, but based on our faith system and, and what my wife and I believe, we believe that I should be the leader of the house. And that's not saying it's, that's our house. I'm not saying that should be the way for your house. That's the lead, us.
0: The leader of the house Define that? So
1: spiritually, okay. Um, we believe it should be me financially given the opportunity. Okay. Um. You, you, you know, and you and I have talked and I've talked to other people about this whole career shift. It's like, I had such pride things like, well, I got to do something. I got to do a job that I deem important. And I'm putting air quotes out there that I deem important. I've talked to you and a, bunch, a couple other men in our circle. And it's like, I don't give a shit if you're flipping burgers, if you're stacking pallets at home Depot, take care of your family. And that's where the respect comes from.
0: Well, and so for men, I I, I get it, right? Because where, oh, hey, you know, this is so-and-so. Oh, yeah, what do you do for a living? Like it's almost the very first, like when when I sit down with somebody, I'm drawn to the question of what do you do? As opposed to, oh, what do you like to do? Yeah. Because for a man, historically, I feel like what we do for a living has defined us. And then take it one step further for this jag-off that you're talking about on the social medges, and he's, oh, yeah, and how much do you make? Doesn't matter. Hey, how are you and D doing? I don't care what you do for a living because what you do for a living doesn't define who you are, Right. And so that's where I want men to kind of like this comparison shit has got to stop, dude. It's detrimental women too. And please don't even get me freaking started on that. Right. Because those poor gals, like I, I, how many, they're just inundated with what they're supposed to look like. And I'm like, get out of here. The the amount of food and booze that I consume any human who's with me simply could not have the figure that there's, <laughs> and I and, and I joke, but I don't like it. Yeah. I just don't like it. And it's the same thing for you. What you do for a living has no bearing whatsoever on how I feel about you, how I love you, right? You're just a good man who provides a safe place for me. So guys, if you're out there and you're listening, I think for me, um, here's the deal. Define success for you. Yes, Write it down. What is it you want? So one of the goals for me this year was I want to go on dates every other week with Jen and, and our 13-year-old, right? I, I want to do those two things. Um, Jen one week, our son the following. Yeah. That's going to be me showing up. Again, Absolutely. I don't have any numbers on my goals for this year. None. Not, I don't have a number on there because it's not about that for me. I want that quality time. So the uh, Mega Millions is up to I don't know. Brian, you're going to win. What is it? 1.5? It's ridiculous. I think, it's like 1.21. I,
1: I saw the billboard. It was like down to only 20 million only,
0: only 20 right. million. So so it's fun to have those conversations. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And even the lottery, dude? Even the lottery puts in our head, "Oh, we can make life better." Mm-hmm. Money's not going to do that for you. Nope. So from an imposter syndrome standpoint, I want to talk about um, just making sure from a comparison, like I get it when, and and we are, we're, we're absolutely going to post a photo. I've taken a few in the studio today and we're going (laughs) to post something on the social media, but that's a 10th of a second. It's a moment in time, right? Oh yeah. And so to, to buy into this, this lie that we're being fed of, this is what you have to do in order to be a success. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. So uh, men out there, here's what I offer you right now. Um, We're glad you're here. Absolutely. We're glad you're here just the way that you are. And I'll tell you, I'm grateful that you're busting your ass the way that you are. Somebody's hard is going to be different than my hard. What's hard for you is going to be different than what's hard for me, man. That's, That's just the bottom line. But I think... The other thing is, it's not it, it, it's not a comparison game, it, and I love the analogy, little little crude, but it's not it, it's not a, a, a dick size contest. That's not what this is. No. What no. is it? Because what Jennifer and I are after are going to be different than what you and D are after, right? Yeah. So So, oh, totally agree. Right. So, I just want to say, if now, if you tell me you want something and you know that I'm good at this. Yes. I'm going to ride your ass and make sure you get because I love you. And I'm going to chase with you what it is you want, but it's not what I want. But that's
1: what we need, man. That's, that's what men are missing. Agreed. Because we we're so good at like isolating ourselves and we're saying, you know, screw it. I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need anybody. I'm not weak enough to, do, you know,
0: because nobody else is having this problem. Are they having this
1: problem? No. And it's for me. And I, and again, I like to speak for myself. So I look at other people. So, You know, it's not a secret. I've been, I've been working on writing a book. I've had a dream. Michael, Michael Scott from the office. I've had this dream since lunch and I will not let anybody take it away from me. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I've had, I've had a dream for a long time to write a book about my story. Sure. Um, every damn time somebody who's in this work is like, oh, I wrote a book. I'm like, well, that Yahoo can write a book. Why, you know, why would anybody want to read mine? Um... And that's the soundtrack. It's like, nobody's going to want to read your story. Nobody's going to, nobody cares. You have said on, you said to me on numerous occasions, like who can tell your story better than you, which is true. But then you look at people, I've fallen trap into the thing of people are like, um, gosh, that guy's so lucky. I wish I could be that lucky. I wish I could be, you know, find that. And that's, again, that's bullshit, man. Like you look at the population. We talk about the numbers in the world and like, Yes, there are people that are freaking prodigies that can sit down on a piano and play, or that can pick up a golf club and, you know, Tiger Woods. Those kind of there's just people that are prodigies. But also, you look at guys like I talk about athletes like Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods that work their asses off to develop discipline to get something done. So, I think where I'm going with this for me, you know, I talk about my faith system, and I I do feel like that there's an enemy and dark forces out there again doesn't sound like (laughs) a lot of voodoo, but I do believe that when you step up or when I step up to do something good and to provide something good for um, the world, that there's forces that want to stop you from doing that. And those soundtracks come out and be like, you can't do it. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to listen to you. Um, So my encouragement and what I'm trying to do for me is find men. For me, it's somebody like Mark and a couple of our other friends in, in our circle that you can say, hey, here's what I want to do. Push me to do it. Right. You know, we we talk about like holding somebody accountable, which I always feel like it gets a negative connotation. But find somebody that's going to support you in the accountability through what you want to do. And realize that discipline is only built by doing something. And just do it. Not to sound
0: like Nike, <laughs> but for real. Well, but I think it goes back to what is it you want? And I'm realizing, man, just that simple question, how often I wasn't asked that until I got in this work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because as a man, I just put my head down and I provide. I go to work and I provide. And I do these things and bear to bear to bear. And again, back to my story, dad didn't know any better. Grandpa didn't know any better. My uncles didn't know any better. It was just go to work and provide. That's what I'm supposed to do. Then someone said, well, what do you want? Yeah, You're like, not not what do you want to do when you grow up? That was my high school guidance counselor. What do you want to do when you grow up? No, pound sand. I don't know that sixteen and eighteen is the best time for me to make that decision for a, a, a lifetime. Real not. Yeah. So, what do you want? Yeah. Because a lot of times, I want to leave a legacy for my family. Okay. Well, what does that look like? It looks like this. That may not have a damn thing to do with your career of choice. It may not have anything to do with the income you provide. What's the legacy? And so the encouragement that I have is I will always show up for you, dude. I want to be safe for you. Same. And you, you realize that what I want to do is I want to provide that safe place, man, because you're not judging me based on my income. You're not judging me based on what I do for a living. You're not judging me on anything other than, am I making efforts to become the man I told you I wanted to be?
1: A thousand percent, man. You—that's so. It's that's so true. Like it's
0: because it doesn't. What I do for a living doesn't define who I am. No. What I make for a living doesn't define who I am.
1: But that's the antithesis of what we're told growing up, especially as men. It's like you can be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be. What's
0: bullshit. That's how we end up with presidents that shouldn't be president. No, let's not. <laughs> you can be anything you want. Oh shit! You, you, you should not be that. <laughs> no, and I do.
1: I do believe that you can. So when I say it's bullshit, I don't. I don't mean that. Like when you, you can be anything you want to be. But I feel like when we were growing up, or I was growing up, I'll use I. You know the I statements. When I was growing up, it was heard sort of like you can be anything you want to be, as long as you work. You know, sixty hours a week provide a paycheck, provide, you know, and that's just, that's how it was. It wasn't like, Hey, guess what? You can go off and be a financial advisor and have a podcast and write a book.
0: Yeah. So I, again, the, the, the key for me here, men is this and women get a tribe, get humans around you that cheer you on uh, back you up for who you are and allow you to show up authentically because you already know, I show up broken on a regular basis. It was, I, I I had some fantastic revelations over the course of the last 48 hours where I want to show up better. But before I would have that line of thought of, Oh, I suck. I don't suck. I just realized now, Oh, I want to do that better. And in five months, there's going to be something else that comes up and I'm going to want to do that better because I didn't know that that was a possibility. And I didn't know that that existed, but as far as imposter syndrome, look. Number one, I'm here to tell you, fuck four hundred thousand dollars a year. That's that's an absolute travesty. I don't know that anybody in this room right now makes that. If they do, God love you.
1: No, if you do, great. I mean, that's awesome for you. But that doesn't define you. No, it doesn't. That, but that that's that is, there's a difference. Like if, if you have a job where you make that much money and you could you can do whatever, do it, do, do it. That's great. But but like I said, it should not define you and should not to put shame on a man who's out there who's maybe working three jobs to barely make ends meet right now. I have more respect for that guy than the guy who's barely trying and making half a million dollars because that guy's trying to, that, and that's just me.
0: Well, and not only that, but what is it you want? Brian, what is it you want? Mark, what is it you want? Define what it is you want. Share it with someone. Hey, I'm thinking about, I, I want to write a book. I, Dude, I'm excited about your book because again, who can tell your story better than you? And I fucking love your story. The point is, I'm going to buy a copy of that book. And before you even write the book, you've had an impact. It doesn't matter how much money that book makes you. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're an author for the rest of your life or a financial advisor the rest of your life. I already love you because your story has impacted me. Um, so to put a bow on this, men uh, and women, I, I guess what we're saying is, please 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 find a safe place we want to be that safe place for you here at the warrior and the wolf and um comparison man it it, it is just an evil evil thing comparison is just absolutely horrible and unfortunately uh the world we live in right now makes it really really easy um, i am flawed i am flawed uh i know that aaron is flawed i know that brian is flawed. i know, I believe that we are all flawed to some degree, and we're all just trying to be a better version of the human that we want to be. So, if we can help in any way, um, we would love that opportunity. Anything else for me, uh, there, warrior?
1: No, I, just, I mean, there's a reason why there's a saying that's been around for hundreds of years: says the comparison is a thief of joy.
0: Truth. It's I true. agree with that.
1: Um, no, man, you hit the hit the nail on the head. Like we're all broken. Mental health and mental well-being is very important to both of us. Um we want to provide that space, people to show up, people to just to be an example. Honestly, for me, it's like just be an example of like here's what here's what you can do. Again, we're not licensed professionals, as you can obviously tell. Professional smart asses, maybe. <laughs> um, but we're two we're two men that care very deeply about other people and using our brokenness to help. Just bring some light to the world, not to be like a cheesy pop song to bring light into the world. But for real, if this I just want to say if, if this resonates with you and what we're talking about. Touches you in, in, in any way or, you know, somebody this might help. We have several different formats of where this podcast is available. Please share it.
0: That's a good segue into the conclusion of our show today. First of all, thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We are out there on all of those sweet, sweet social medias, so you can do exactly what we just told you we don't want you to do, and that is compare yourself. Just kidding. Um, we are out there on Facebook, We're on Instagram. We have a, an email address where you can uh, let Aaron know why you think LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, and that is the Warrior and the Wolf at gmail.com. Uh, all of the social handles are now the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. So uh, over there on the Facebook, on the Instagrams and all that other good stuff. Hey, if you found value in today's content, uh, it would mean the world if you left us a review and subscribe to our channel. We're on every single uh, audio platform you can think of from a podcast standpoint. Uh, We joined the world of Apple this week. So uh, look us up, subscribe uh, to the show. We would love to have you. We are going to put out shows once a week and then um, obviously leave us a a review. It would mean the world if you did that. And if you're so inclined, let us know what you would like us to talk about as we move forward and the different content that we could uh, help you with. Uh, But again, listen, if you can hear our voices right now, you are not alone. You are worthy, and we're excited that you are here. So please reach out if there's anything that we can do to help. Anything else for me, aaron?
1: Oh, sir, we just we appreciate every one of you taking your time uh, to join us and listen to. Let's just <laughs> blabber on about what we got going on. But it's it's a joy to have you here. Um, it's a joy to be with you. Love you guys.